on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field, here's Matt Foley. That's a tough loss. Brewers fall to the Giants by a 4-2 score. Welcome into the program. My name is Matt Pauley. Craig Sean from Bally Sports Wisconsin will join me here in just a few minutes. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620, or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. The Brewers' offensive struggles just continue. They just continue. Two runs on five hits, not going to get it done more often than not, even with this Brewers pitching, and it's really good. But if you just have the two runs on five hits, it doesn't take much of a letdown for you to end up losing, and that's what happens today. I've said it over and over and over and over again. It's early. Uh, This doesn't really mean anything yet, but I think it's also frustrating because games and wins – in April and May are are worth just as much as games and wins in July and August. So the Brewers have got to get their their run-scoring stuff figured out. They're just not scoring enough runs. That's the bottom line. Corbin Burns was really good. He was really good. They wasted a spectacular performance from Burns. He goes six and two-thirds scoreless, gives up just two hits, 11 strikeouts, two walks. They allow him to uh, go out there and throw 106 pitches and they don't get the win. So tough uh, tough day today. I actually, in many ways, the Brewers' lack of run scoring actually helped them lose this game in two different kinds of ways. I'll explain that coming up in uh, just a moment. Again, if you want to join us, you can call or text 855-616-1620, the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We'll take a break, have more in a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. There's a big gap in left center field for Brussel. Smash up the middle. Get through there. It's a diving stab, but no play. Brandon Crawford made a diving stab. He has no chance to throw out Brussel. 4-2. Brewers come up short against the Giants playing just a single game. Just... This is the cost of the lockout because they had to make up some games that were lost, scheduled to play in that what turned into the final week of spring training, what was supposed to be the first week of the regular season. One of those series, that series against the Diamondbacks, just got tacked on at the end of the year. But then another series, everybody has to make up those games during the year. So that's why they're playing just a single game today. And then in September, they'll see the Giants again here at American Family Field, and they will play a doubleheader. This was scheduled to be an off day today. So the Brewers lose a couple off days in there. And that kind of plays into what I want to discuss here. Because the Brewers lose this game today for a couple reasons. And, yeah, we can – I think the lazy way to look at it is the the letdown from the bullpen. And, you know, Gott and Cousins each gave up two runs. I'm not going to tell you that they pitched well. But, again, the Brewers scored just the two runs on five hits. There's going to be times where you give up runs and you have to give your team just a little bit of margin for error. So two things happen. First off, they don't score enough runs. Two runs, five hits. We're, that's, that is going to be something that we discuss over and over and over over the course of this program. But here's the other side of this. There was a reason that we saw God in there, and, and get, don't get me wrong, God's been really good this year. But there was a reason that we saw Cousins in that spot as well. 
and there was a reason that there was no Brad Boxberger, and there was no Devin Williams, and there was no Josh Hader. And it goes back to the Brewers struggling to score runs. The Brewers are playing way too many close games. Way too many close games. In fact, for uh, Josh Hader, uh, he picked up, uh, what was his eighth save yesterday, seventh save, whatever it was. It's the most saves for a Brewers pitcher through the first 16 games uh, in, in, in franchise history. That's not good. Like, it's a cool stat, and it's good that he's going out there and having success, and that he, when you give him a chance to close it out in the ninth, he's able to do it. Like Those are all good things. But the fact that there's been that many save situations tells you that the Brewers are winning games just too close. Yeah, you're going to win some games close, but you've got to have some one-sided games that you win as well, where you can go utilize your B and C bullpen and, and keep those high-leverage guys in for the night. Because if you don't, you're going to use those high-leverage guys a ton, and you're going to get to a night like tonight where either they're not available or they are only available in a very specific scenario. And that just, it, it wasn't going to happen out of the bullpen seeing those high-leverage guys tonight. So that's, that's connected to the team struggling to score runs. It just is. That, that's a, it's a big part of it. Uh, the, the, the bullpen usage is connected to the team's inability to score a lot of runs, and it's another game that they lose by scoring two runs or less. Every game that they have lost since opening day, they've either been held scoreless, they've scored one run, or they have scored two runs. Uh, and and um, the, it's two of each because now uh, they've got seven losses. So those six losses that I'm talking about since opening day, they've been shut out twice, they've scored one run twice, and now with this one today, they've scored two runs twice. And the pitching is just so good. The pitching is just so good, it's frustrating because you feel like you're leaving some wins on the table. 855-616-1620, that's the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Tweet at me if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Uh, Doug texting in says, another wasted performance by Burns. If this team just had an average offense, they would probably be 14-3. and The offense is embarrassing, and keeping your best outfielder on the bench doesn't help any. I think we all know who that is. Make the change. Okay, so a couple things that he's saying there. First off, if they had, I, I don't think they'd be 14-3. and It's it's really hard to be 14-3. and I, Doug, I love you, but I, th- I think you... You often take things to extremes. If they had an, if they were scoring more runs, would they have a lot more wins? They would have more wins. I don't know if they would have a lot more wins, but they would have more wins. But the difference being, Doug, is that some of those games that they've won by one or two runs, they'll they they would have won by multiple runs, and that would have set themselves up for some other games, and also set themselves up for things that will happen later in the season. You don't want to overwork your bullpen early in the season and have tired arms or anything like that. So uh, that's the um, that that's the first thing there. Does Tyrone Taylor deserve to play a little bit more? Probably. Yeah, like I'm. Uh, I think he's giving you more right now than than Lorenzo Cain is. Is he giving you a lot more? No. Um, you know, we're we're sitting here having a conversation, and I know the argument to be made is, well, if you play Tyrone Taylor on an everyday basis, you don't know what he's going to do. And actually, I don't disagree with that with that argument. I think there's a lot of guys out there. One, I, I can't tell you when I was broadcasting AAA baseball, I can't tell you how often I saw these, like the 4A guys who I thought could become pretty good 
big league players, the guys who just really excelled at AAA playing on an everyday basis, but then when they got the chance to go up to the big leagues, they were never in the lineup every day, and they just didn't get any traction, and then they wouldn't have success, and they would get sent back down to AAA. And it was just a vicious cycle over and over and over, and I'm sitting there going, man, there's got to be a major league team out there that can give this guy a chance to play every day and see what they can do with it. I I don't know if that description fits Tyrone Taylor or not. I don't. But I, I, I want to be clear that I, I'm at least open to that possibility. Like, I understand that what his numbers are right now, having appeared in nine games, doesn't necessarily mean those would be the numbers that he would be putting up if he was uh, playing on, uh, on an everyday basis. But at, at the same time, Tyrone Taylor is not going to be the savior to this offense. Does he collect a couple more hits than, than Lorenzo Cain if he's playing more often right now? Probably. Like he just he's giving you a little bit more. Lorenzo Cain sitting one forty three, Tyrone Taylor sitting two fourteen. But we're sitting here talking about a guy who's sitting two fourteen. It's not like there's a three hundred hitter on the bench, right? So uh, it, it's an argument to be made, but I just don't, again I don't think it's this big time game changing team changing difference. Uh, that's where I would go with that. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. That's the Yankee Net Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Let's go to uh, Curtis in Milwaukee. Hey, Curtis, you're on WTMJ. Hey, thanks for having me on. I was I was at the game tonight and, you know, looking at that home run there, I, I just wonder if, you know, Council shouldn't have walked Jack Peterson with the base open and, and two outs there in that inning. Yeah, that's a, or bring in a left-hander. I think that's the other question. I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the call. Because um, here's the thing: you got Brandon Belt coming up after that, so Belt's a home run hitter as well. So, who would you rather face off against, Jock Peterson or Brandon Belt? Peterson has had a little bit more success here in the early going. They both can hit home runs, so I, I don't I don't know if I walk them because I I don't feel like Brandon Belt is a guy who uh, you want to pitch around Peterson to get to Belt. But I do think you can make the argument that they should have brought in a left-hander at that point because Belt's a lefty as well, um, and they they stuck with God in that situation. So that if I were to take issue with the way that that inning was managed, I probably wouldn't uh, take issue with the walking of Jack Peterson. I would probably take more issue with the uh, with just the who was facing him in that moment because you got two lefties coming up and two guys who have the ability to hit the ball out of the yard, right? Um, and so that that's where I would go with it. I appreciate why you think that they should, you know, in hindsight you look back at it and you say, yeah, base was, you know, bases were, uh, the first base was open. I would say bringing in a lefty might have been something uh, I would be more willing to do in that spot. 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We'll take a break. We'll have more in just a moment. Craig Kashan will join me after this. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. And the pitch, big swing and a miss, another strikeout for Corbin Burns. That's number seven in the game. Brewers lose 4-2. Corbin Burns was really good, but they can't score enough runs to take advantage of it. My name is Matt Pauley, Craig Kishon from Valley Sports Wisconsin here as well, and Greg, I was talking earlier on the show, uh, they don't score enough runs tonight, and that cost them, but also by not scoring enough runs in previous games where the high-leverage relievers have been used so often, that hurts them tonight too, as well because of the who they had to use coming out of the bullpen. So it just feels like 
the the lack of scoring runs is actually impacting this team in in a myriad of ways. Yeah, that's a really good point, and and um, you know it was brought up tonight as well by Craig Council because it's he, he couldn't go to any of his guys, and you don't want to be in that situation in April. It, it seems strange because uh, they're. They're playing well. They're pitching exceptional. They're, make no mistake about it. And when you're pitching as well as they do, and their offense is is lagging behind the way they are, you know it 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 takes its toll at times. And you hope now after tonight that they can get through this. But you, what you you hate is when you take that step back on a night where you have Corbin Burns on the mound pitching like a winner like you should win this game tonight just based on what he gave you alone um and and also to think you only gave up four runs before it's all over anyway and you still don't win the game yeah and uh, we're not asking for a lot here no no not the every loss that they have had since opening day they've scored two runs or lost less yeah it's it's that's nuts yeah uh, they just they they have not scored runs in their losses, and then they've had too many close wins. Again, going back to uh, the bullpen usage, and I, I'm on this kick, and I've been on it since day number one. That it's early. That what's going on right now doesn't mean anything, but at the same time, what they're doing offensively is very similar to how they finished out the year last year offensively, and I think for a lot of fans that presents a lot of red flags well it, it does in a way and it's 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 definitely disappointing to see um they but you know they started out the 2021 season in similar form you know they didn't crank up the offense until they acquired adamas in may um but this this offense should be producing more at this time and and some of the guys that are on it that had you know disappointing seasons in the past we've talked about it a lot you know, are, are should be ready to break out again here, and, and that obviously hasn't happened either. So um, very much just, uh, you know, lack of consistency. I, I'm still waiting to see how the how the offensive approach is still being implemented, maybe still trying to be carried out. Um, there's a lot left out there that, that we have not got a full flavor of where this offense is going here this year yet. And let's not forget it was a short you – know, when we talk about the short and spring training, we've talked so much about pitching. Well, this is a Brewers team that brought in essentially three new hitting coaches, two co-hitting coaches and then an assistant in there as well. I – I think that the coach, like I always thought that Andy Haynes took too much grief than he deserved because I think these are good coaches mm-hmm. who are coaching the organizational philosophy. But when you go make that change at the hitting coach position, you're, you're looking inward as well and looking at the philosophy and you're looking forward to having some new eyes and some new thoughts come into the organization. You don't know how much of an impact those coaches had when you're talking about uh, a three-week spring training. Exactly, because guess what? That's that was the first time they could they could legally get together because of the lockout. So there there weren't uh, long conversations, long talks. I mean, if there were, there shouldn't have been. And I'm not accusing anybody of anything, but technically that was the rule: the lockout. There's there's no communication with anybody on that 40 man roster. So you have new coaches, and and you know darn well they want to come in together that, that this was a big change the 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 way that the brewers went with this hitting approach here and what they're trying to do compared to what they were doing last year with Andy Haynes so i i don't know about big big but it's 
it's you know it should be dramatic enough that we we still need to allow some time for it to happen. Sometimes you lose today's game because of what happened yesterday, and maybe you know that, I'm, I'm saying that in a, in a big sense. You know, game, the season carries over, and, and games yeah. can impact. And we talked about that with the pitching. This is this is a really tough deal for this team from a travel standpoint. Look, it's not the end of the world, but they were going to take a half hour flight from Philadelphia to Pittsburgh and have a day off today when they've got all these pitching issues. And what this turns into is they they have to fly back for one game. They're flying back out to the state of Pennsylvania. They're going to play again tomorrow. They lose an off day. They've got one pitcher going one place. They got another pitcher going another place. You know, it's just it, it, it it's it's so discombobulated here at the moment. Not much you can do about it. It's connected to the lockout, but it's not good. No, it's not, and it's uh, it's something that you know in the last two or three years. You know, thankfully, Craig Council's been here the whole time as manager, so I think his demeanor hopefully can, you know, um, I don't know about fix it, but, I mean, you know, you you have to be reflective on, on how to approach things, and I think he does a really good job of that with this team. So, um, you know, all they can do is get up tomorrow and, and play that game against the Pirates, know that they swept them last week know that they still hopefully have their number. And maybe sometimes like this, you know, this is what the doctor orders. Who knows? Speaking of Craig Council, we'll hear his post-game comments. That's coming up after the news. The news starts in two minutes here on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. One-two delivery, and that's a swing and a miss, and Burns strikes out yet another giant. Back-to-back strikeouts. He gets Casale. For strikeout number eight in the game. Fall to San Francisco in just a one-off game. Brewers are back on the road. They'll open up a series against the Pirates in Pittsburgh coming up tomorrow. Manager Craig Council met with the media just a little while ago. As he opened up his thoughts, he talked about uh, what went wrong and what led uh, to the way this one finished over the last couple innings. We'll get to Craig Council coming up here in uh, just a moment or so. Uh, Mike in Colorado texting in says uh, it was a bullpen game by San Francisco and the Brewers only get five hits and one hit was a dribbler to third barely safe. Yeah, Mike, that's you got it. You got it right. They get, they got five hits against um, uh, the, uh, a, uh, a bullpen game for the Giants. They're just they're not doing much from an offensive standpoint. And you know, the, Craig Council certainly talked about that uh, during his post game comments. But as mentioned, he talked a little bit about uh, how things uh, finished off and what led to San Francisco getting this win. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, you're you're just you got a different, you know, guy every single at bat. Um, you know, they they did a nice job. We just didn't get any kind of make them have to make that next move. Where it, that when you do a plan like that, you you know, it needs to go well. And we we just couldn't get anything going to kind of alter the plan at all. And their guys got through the innings um, uh, very well. Good stuff from Burns, kind of start after start right now. Yeah, Corbin was was awesome today again. Um, you know, I thought he was obviously the strikeout number with big strikeout number today, and um, it was a great performance. But you get a, a no doubt home run like Willie. Is, is that the type of thing for him, or really for any hitter? When you just just get one good swing, that that can be the type of thing you can unlock. Yeah, I mean, we're we're in a place right now where we just don't have many guys feeling good, and um, we're, you know, I, I don't I don't think we're swinging at bad pitches. I think we're just we're missing some pitches to hit, um, and that's going to change. Um, but 
you know, right now we're because we're missing those pitches to hit. Uh, you know, we're, we're not. Those are the pitches you do damage on and get the base hits on, and and so the offense has been a little dry. Has Willie particularly been grinding on that? We've been seeing him. I mean, I think I think they've made some good they made some good pitches to Willie today. He, he missed he missed the pitch in one at bat. One pitch they painted, you know, a bunch of sliders are kind of questionable. Um, so I, I mean, I'm, I don't think Willie's too far off. He hits some balls hard. Um, so. Just uh, it's just he kind of right there, but just things aren't going falling his way. Does your heart skip beat there when you see Corbin making that play to cover the bag and, and take a fall like that? No, <laughs> no, I, I thought he was fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I you know it was a good play. It was a good double play. It got us out of an inning. Um, just doing his job. When uh, when Devin and Josh are available, you just have to the how the Philly series went. Is how does that change just the, the decision making and like matching up with their lineup? Well, I mean, I mean it was, you know, this is where we were at today. It's um, because we're playing a lot of close games. We're those three guys we're using a lot. I mean, the Devin. I mean, Josh has pitched eight times in sixteen games, and Box and Devin are seven games um so we're we just got to be we got to be careful there um and you know it, it will even out as the season goes but at this point we you know that's that's careful and other guys got to get outs um and um that's that's part of 162 games i would i was trying to stay away from him if we if we could have got a lead i might I don't know, probably would have went with them, but I was trying to stay away from them. Cousins hadn't pitched for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, just circumstances? That he hasn't pitched? Yeah. 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 And have you liked the way he's been pitching? Um, yeah, I mean, look, our, our, if you look at our usage, it's been a little... It's been a little different. We've had we've had because our starting pitching has kind of gotten on a run here. We've there's a couple guys that haven't pitched that much uh, in the last week. Um, just and then the games have been we've been winning and they've been close games. So Devin and Josh and, and Box have been used, you know, quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he you know the thing with with Jake is that it's tonight it was a walk really. Um, it was a, that was the hitter. He you know he. Two good, two good hitters, um, and then he, you know, he, it was a four-pitch walk, um, and then that's that came back to hurt him. Is that the same with Trevor and the Casali double? Like, well, I mean, that's you know, the guy swung the bat, and you know, he's trying to get ahead, and the guy puts a good swing on a ball. You, you kind of say, okay, you know, we do, you know, but um, you know, I think that's a good match. The, the matchup, Cousins, and it's a good matchup. That's Manager Craig Council speaking to the media just a little while ago. Yeah, the, the other thing, we've talked about it a ton already on the show. It's kind of been the, the, the overwhelming topic. Just the, the fact that the bullpen usage has been uneven to start the season, largely because of so many close games, those high-leverage guys have been used. And Council basically said that Hayter and Williams off-limits tonight and Boxberger was only being used if it was a safe situation, essentially. So uh, he would have been the ninth inning guy today for the Brewers if they needed to close out a win, and anything other than that, he was not going to be used in this game. But kind of the secondary thing on that is Jake Cousins is expected to get some big outs for this team. And 
so far, he has not performed to the level that, that you'd want to just based off his raw numbers. He's got an ERA at 6. Now, to be fair, it was at 3.6 before today's game, and then he gives up the two runs. So it, it's still a small sample size where stuff gets moved around a lot. Uh, but he, ha- he hadn't pitched in a week. Last time he pitched was against St. Louis on April 17th. So you, you have your like three high-leverage guys that you use, and then you've got some other guys you use when games are sort of out of hand in the wrong direction, and then you've got another group of guys that you use in games that you're winning by more than three runs, and then they can step in in nights like these, and that's what you saw in God and Cousins, but because they've played so many close games, a guy like Cousins just has not had the opportunity to pitch, and that was a really, really long uh, time for him to sit down and not get the opportunity. And it, it, he said it. It's all gonna. It's all gonna kind of uh, come back around, and it's all gonna equal out. Uh, but here, early on in the season, it's been very uneven in the way that Craig Council has essentially been forced to use his bullpen. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet into the program as well at Matt Pauley on air. M A T T P A U L E Y on air. How did this game all go down? We'll tell you with the highlights. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get out of Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Bolley. 4-2. Brewers fall to the Giants in a one-off game. Brewers headed back to the state of Pennsylvania to open up a series against Pittsburgh tomorrow. But first, they had to get this game in against the Giants tonight. Pitching matchup. The Brewers have Corbin Burns on the mound. It's a bullpen game for the Giants. Sam Long would be their initial outgetter. No score through the first inning. The Brewers would make some noise in the bottom of the second. Dominic Leone comes in to pitch the second inning for the Giants. So Long only goes one inning. Keston Hira leads the bottom of the second off with a base hit. Then Lorenzo Kane grounds out, which allows Hira to take second. Hira was on the move. We saw them moving some runners a little bit in this game today. You do that when you're trying to kind of create something, and that's what the Brewers did, and they do kind of create something in this one because Hira's on at second after a Victor Caratini strikeout. Mike Bresso at the plate. There's a big gap in left center field for Brussel. Smash up the middle. Get through there. It's a diving stab, but no play. Brandon Crawford made a diving stab. He has no chance to throw out Brussel. So the Brewers take a one nothing lead. They hand that to Corbin Burns, and, well, that worked for Corbin Burns. Not only was he mowing guys down, he was striking them out as well. It would remain one nothing. We'll fast forward all the way to the sixth inning, and uh, that's when uh, Burns continued to put up the big strikeout numbers, leading things off uh, there in the Giants' half of the sixth with Jason Vossler. And the pitch, big swing and a miss. Another strikeout for Corbin Burns. That's number seven in the game. Next hitter, Kurt Casale. One-two delivery, and that's a swing and a miss, and Burns strikes out yet another giant. Back-to-back strikeouts. He gets Casale for strikeout number eight in the game. He issues a walk to Jack Peterson and then hits Brandon Belt with a pitch, so the Giants don't have many opportunities with runners in scoring position against Burns. They have one here. It's Darren Ruff at the plate. The pitch. Hey! Struck him out swinging. And the inning is over. He strikes out the side. 
Yeah, pretty good. So it remains a one nothing game to the top of the seventh inning. Approaching 100 pitches, Corbin Burns would return to the field. First batter he faces is Brandon Crawford. The 3-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. He got him with a curveball. That is the tenth strikeout for Corbin Burns. And then that would bring up Wilmer Flores. The 2-2 to Flores. And he checked his swing and he went around. It bounced around from Caratini, so he'll fire it down to first. Flores strikes out on a nice curveball from Corbin Burns. And that is strikeout number 11. Yeah, strikeout number 11 is 14th career start with 10 or more strikeouts. Uh, fourth time he has struck out 10 or more batters in consecutive starts as he last had uh, 10 or more strikeouts in his uh, previous start against Pittsburgh. He would give up a base hit to uh, Luis Gonzalez when he was over 100 pitches, so his day comes to an end. At that point, Trevor Gott comes in, and uh, he's able to get out of the inning. It remains a one nothing lead for the Brewers. We go to the eighth. That's when things begin to pick up, so only one run scored through the first seven innings, but then the runs started to come fast and furious comparatively there in the eighth inning. We start in the top of the eighth inning with two outs. Victor Caratini gets a base hit, then Kurt Casale doubles. So, uh, excuse me, uh, let's do that again. Uh, Kurt Casale doubles, excuse me, with the uh, two outs, and then that brings up Jack Peterson. And the pitch. Swing and a drive to right center. This is big trouble, and it is a giant lead now at 2-1. to one. Yeah, so that makes it a 2-1 game in favor of the Giants, and it would send the game to the bottom of the eighth inning. Jake McGee on to pitch for the Giants. First batter uh, he ends up facing is uh, Colton Wong, who flies out, then Andrew McCutcheon lines out. So quickly, two outs, and Willie Adamas at the plate. The pitch. Swing and a drive in the left center and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here! Gone for Willie Adams. He just tied the game with a booming home run. Adamas gets his second home run of the year, traveling 405 feet, leaving the bat at just under 106 miles per hour. And this game is all even at two runs apiece, headed to the ninth inning. New pitcher into the game is uh, Jake Cousins, and he would get the first two batters that he faces rather easily, but then he issues a walk to Wilmer Flores, and that brings up Luis Gonzalez. Here it is, swinging in a fly ball to right and deep, and this one, if it's fair, it's gone, and it is a fair ball, and the Giants have the lead back. Yeah, Luis Gonzalez hits the home run 415 feet. It's his first dinger of the year. And all of a sudden, the Giants have a 4-2 lead as we go to the bottom of the ninth inning. Brewers try to make some noise. Hunter Renfro leads the inning off, lining out. At that point, Rowdy Telez comes up as a pinch hitter, replacing Keston Hira. Telez ends up striking out swinging. And then Lorenzo Kane represents the final hope for the Brewers. And the 1-2 delivery. Bouncer hit up along the first base side. Easy play for Brandon Belt. And the Giants win the game. Yep, Giants win by a 4-2 score with the victory. Uh, San Francisco goes to 12-5. They're off to a nice start. The Brewers, they drop to 10-7. 
Winning totals for San Francisco, four runs, six hits, one error. They leave five for the Brewers. Two runs, five hits, no errors. They leave four. The winning pitcher in this game is McGee. He goes to one and one. Cousins takes the loss, dropping to two and one. Home runs hit for the Giants. Jack Peterson, his sixth. Gonzalez is first for the Brewers. Willie Adamas hits his fourth of the year. The game lasting three hours and one minute. Played in front of a crowd of 21,186 folks here at American Family Field. Sidebar on that, by the way. 21,186. This game was added to the schedule, essentially, uh, just shortly after uh, spring training got started and they had to get the schedule put together. This wasn't on uh, anybody's uh, pocket schedule or anything like that. Uh, And it's on a Monday night for the Brewers and for Brewers fans to get 21,000 in here today. That says a lot about this fan base, so uh, good on them. But the Brewers end up losing by a 4-2 score. We'll come back. We'll preview the Pirates series. We'll also get you some scores from around baseball. That's next. Brewers fall to San Francisco 4-2. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. 4-2. 4-2. Brewers lose to the San Francisco Giants. They are en route to Pittsburgh. Again, just a schedule oddity all connected to the lockout and the games that were missed and that to what was supposed to be the first week of the season. They play in uh, in Philadelphia, in the state of Pennsylvania. They fly here, get a single game in, and now they're in Pittsburgh, or they will be in Pittsburgh to open up a series coming up tomorrow night. few uh, notes from this game this evening as far as starting pitchers in Brewers history that have had a scoreless outing, uh, giving up two or less hits, and striking out 11 or more. Actually, not just starters, any pitcher, although if you're going to strike out 11 or more, you're your starting pitcher. But as far as uh, scoreless outings, two or less hits, more than 11 strikeouts, it's only happened three times in Brewers history. Corbin Burns tonight, Brandon Woodruff in uh, 2020 against the Cubs, and uh, Zach Greinke did it back in uh, 2012 in a game against the Cincinnati Reds. So it has not happened uh, all that often. As far as uh, San Francisco Giants did a go-ahead home run in the ninth inning in Milwaukee, that has not happened very often. Luis Gonzalez does it tonight. Uh, Brandon Crawford did it back in July of 2019, did that against uh, Josh Hader. Uh, In 2002, Jeff Kent did it against Luis Vizcaino. And then uh, here's a fun one because this goes way, 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 way back, and it goes to uh, the Milwaukee Braves. Willie Mays did it for San Francisco in May of 1958 when Warren Spahn was pitching. So four times it has happened in Milwaukee for the Giants. Luis Gonzalez, Brandon Crawford, Jeff Kent, and Willie Mays. Uh, Jack Peterson, Luis Gonzalez, first time in Giants history that they've hit uh, two multi-home runs in the eighth inning or later of a same game in Milwaukee, and that goes back to the Milwaukee Braves years as well. So a few just kind of interesting nuggets, tidbits. The guy who puts these things together is a guy by the name of uh, Doug Kern on Twitter, at DAKern74. He's a fantastic follow. I would encourage you to follow him. He calls them colonels, so there are your colonels for 
for uh, tonight's uh, game. A couple interesting uh, tidbits coming out of this one. But uh, in all seriousness, a game that the Brewers just do not score enough runs, and now they are going to uh, head to uh, Pittsburgh to open up a series against the Pirates. More on that in a moment. Not a whole lot going on in baseball this evening. Uh, The Brewers were not supposed to be playing today. Today was a scheduled off day, but again, they had to get this game in because of the mutual off day with them and the Giants and trying to make up uh, the Giants series. Cardinals are in action right now, and this game has just absolutely uh, turned over because uh, when we were in that last commercial break and I was taking a look at the box score, the Cardinals were up by a 2 nothing score. Well, they are now in the top of the ninth inning. The Mets scoring three runs in the ninth inning. They do not have a home run, so they've strung some, uh, they've strung some hits together in the, uh, in the ninth, and the Mets just took a 3-2 lead on St. Louis. That game is in the top of the ninth inning. That's the only other game involving a team from the NL Central. Everybody else is off, and uh, regular action will continue tomorrow. Also, the minor leagues completely have the day off today. They'll get back in action coming up tomorrow as well. As far as the Brewers go, they open up that series against the Pittsburgh Pirates in Pittsburgh tomorrow. Uh, The pitching matchup, Brandon Woodruff, he is set to make the start for the crew. Woodruff will go into tomorrow's game with a 2-1 record and a 4.30 ERA. He is set to be opposed by right-handed pitcher Mitch Keller, who is 0-3 with a 6.23 ERA. Tomorrow's game is scheduled to start at 5.35. That means our coverage will begin at 5 o'clock, and I will talk to you after the game with another edition of Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ.